Good morning, everybody. Hey, it is Friday. It is October 21st. Hope you're having a great week. I wish the markets were having a great week. We had a couple of good days, but then it kind of floundered. Yesterday started out looking good. Didn't end up so well. We'll talk about those things and more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. But before we do that, Let's not forget that in the world we live, there's a lot of things that you and I, we just can't control. But there are some things when it comes to your retirement portfolio that you can control, like how much risk you have. The issue is you have to know how much risk you have in order to know if it's too much or not enough. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. We help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. And with that, we got Dave coming up next. Uh, Kelly Clarkson there. I'm Morning Dave. We're at 840. And that means it's time to check in on money and see what's going on on Wall Street with your 401k and IRA. We always uh, use a lot of help from my friend Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who is on the phone this morning. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well this morning. It's the end of the week. And uh, so that's, uh, that's good. Heading into the weekend. Unfortunately, the yep, market's that. not so good. Yeah, the market's not overly happy. Let's uh, set the table for the morning before we get into the meat of the day's uh, business transactions. And it's going to be, just for the sake of warning, one of those guidance days because the federal government is dumping no data on us today, which I'm going to consider good news because it generally doesn't help the market a bit. Dow was off by 90 points yesterday. S&P was off by uh, 29. And the NASDAQ was off by eh, not quite two-thirds of a percent, down $66 yesterday. And you and I we were kind of calling that a kissing your sister day yesterday when the same thing happened the day before. At the very least, the, the fall-offs aren't precipitous at the moment, right? Well, they're not. But let's let's talk a little bit about yesterday because there were some pretty big swings. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you know, I looked around, oh, I think it was late morning, lunchtime, and, uh, and we had some nice green ink. I mean, I think I saw the Dow was up like 200, over 200 points. And then, mm -hmm. um, and I didn't get a chance to check it again until the close. And so imagine my surprise when, uh, yeah, the Dow ended up closing down nine, 90 points. So, yeah. Yeah, it just ended up being kind of the uh, slippery part of a roller coaster yesterday. We started out pretty decent, and then all of a sudden just kind of ran out of steam. It looks like a little bit before noon. Uh, no great cause that I can think of for it that we didn't already have uh, in the morning, but just, you know, this is a volatile time in which one small thing, one computer-generated trade can prompt a whole bunch of others to do the same, and it kind of looks like it was similar to that yesterday. Uh, you came up with some actually uh, good prognostication. I always hesitate when we start trying to quote that bloviating windbag Kramer on the air, but <laughs> he actually, uh, can you tell I don't think too much of him? <laughs> Kramer actually thinks that we got some signs of the uh, Fed doing some good for us, huh? He did. He came out with a couple things yesterday on his show that um, you know he thinks that the the recent earnings reports are showing that the Fed is finally making some progress in tamping down inflation. Now, uh, huh? Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> so here's here's some examples he cited in his show yesterday that I found kind of interesting. We talked about J.B. Hunt, how that uh, yesterday they reported better than expected uh, results for their last quarter, their, their third quarter. So that was good news for them. But but one of the things that didn't come out that I saw initially was that, and he said that they're struggling to secure equipment right now. Um, and so he they also warned that they're having some issues with the macroeconomic headwinds, meaning inflation, fuel costs, those type of things. Um, so that's uh, that's JB Hunt's take. Another transportation company, Knight Swift Transportation, they missed. Um, on their earnings and they slashed their full year guidance. Um, and then they, they also forecasted this next quarter uh, to be a little bit of an, an issue for them this quarter. They're, they're going to have a, a tough, tough go of it. And then the well, railroad. Actually, look, actually looking at the revenue side of the fence, I can almost buy into that. But I look at J.B. Hunt having trouble finding equipment. I'm trying to figure out where we get that's uh, a cure for inflation. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, well, I think it's the last sentence in this report right, that, that comes mm-hmm. out. But Union Pacific, um, they missed their third quarter freight revenue and carload volume estimates, and they cut their full year forecast as well, warning of, of higher cost. Um, and I'm not sure where I'm going to quote Kramer on this because I don't know exactly where he got it. Uh, but but he said, and I quote, the the, uh, the important thing is that freight rates keep coming down, which means the Fed's making progress in the war on inflation. And that sounds good, Dave. That, that really does sound good. I, I mean, I think it's great that he thinks inflation's uh, going in the right direction. Uh, we won't know that for really another quarter. But I, I throw one thing out in, in kind of opposition to that, maybe, I would say, mm-hmm. because CSX reported and they beat better than expected results for their third quarter and they say they're benefiting from higher shipping volumes and higher prices so i'm <laughs> kind of wondering how they're getting higher prices and nobody else is but that has csx actually trading up about three percent this morning i'm glad to hear that maybe they just have a better sales team huh maybe maybe so i mean I, i'm not sure but that uh that just gave me a little uh, a little pause. Well, yeah, I mean, and and in Kramer's defense, and you won't hear me say those words together in the same sentence all that often. Uh, yeah, it it is true. Transportation is a good bellwether category to look at, and if you see decreased loads on a sector basis, and you know CSX is up, the other three are down. Uh, if you see decreased loads, that is that does indicate decreased uh, activity, and that's kind of what the feds are looking for. So I suppose it could make sense, but it really, really sounds to me like groping at, straw, uh, groping at straws a little, doesn't it, to you? Well, he did, you know, I mean, a, a little <laughs> bit, you know, and he also mentioned that, you know, the next thing that has to happen is we've got to see uh, wage inflation come under control, and, and he thinks that's probably the next thing that's going to happen. All right. Well, I suppose, and you got to keep in mind, Kramer has to uh, yell at the camera for a half an hour to stretch, which means uh, he's looking for anything to give him some subject matter. But yeah, if the sector ends up declining in terms of revenue, that does indicate to us that we may very well be seeing the first inkling of doing some good. And actually, time frame wise, that might make sense. It's been about five months since the first really substantial interest rate bump. We should start feeling the effect a little bit in here sometime soon. 
You're right. We, we should, because it has been, uh, you know, finally it's been a little bit of time, but, you know, only the first, really the first big one and that first little one, uh, which is about a 1% increase total, is really the only thing that's, that's truly um, affecting us right now. That's absolutely true. I came up with an article out of one of my tip sheets that I found kind of fascinating. We've been talking about the uh, strong dollar not necessarily being all that good. Makes imports a lot cheaper to buy for us, which makes it less reason to buy domestic manufacturers. But when our domestic manufacturers try to sell stuff overseas, it makes it a real beast. Uh, folks at uh, Netflix... Uh, Decide, you know, made the announcement when they came out with their uh, P&L report the other day that the uh, foreign exchange drag is quote-unquote significant. As a matter of fact, their operating margin dropped to 19.3% from 23.5% over the quarter, and they blame the decline almost entirely on the gain in the value of the dollar. It's up like 17% against foreign currencies of late. Is, this is actually just one more thing on the horizon to watch for. Our dollar gets too strong. We can't sell our junk overseas as easily. Well, that, that's right. And that does. And then and, and that impacts us. Right. Because that that those companies are here in the United States. And so that that starts to really impact um, our our corporates uh, here in the United States. That kind of starts. It starts the dominoes going. I mean, we're hearing spot layoffs from a lot of companies that depend on overseas trade. It's not enough to mess up the macro picture yet. The strong employment report we got yesterday was not good news for the market, but it is a. Uh, it, it 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 does at least give a harbinger of reasons why we may see more cuts as they go if the dollar stays as strong as it is. That, that's right. It will, and that. Um... You know we, that that dollar we would we would I don't know if we, how much we'd really benefit from a soft soft dollar, but but it'd be nice if it would just kind of hit the middle of the road. Especially given the fact that the nations overseas that are interdependent on us, uh, if we suddenly start winning the war based on a declining dollar, all that's going to do is turn into a currency war. So it's a it's a factor, but it's a factor that can't easily be fixed. That, that's right. It can't. A lot of folks. And, a lot of folks remember in the seventies we had a currency war going on, and we had uh, China unilaterally devaluing its currency, which honked off our guys, and that was why Nixon ended up having the dollar putting put it into a float because, well, we can't win. We might as well just let them make the decision, and we'll screw with their brains that way. I mean, you know, it, it's not a pleas- It's not a pleasant setting when you get into a currency war either. No, it's just not. That's for sure. <laughs> And that gets us to uh, what really is happening on the market. And since there's no macro stuff, I suspect that the uh, quarterly reports are going to loom a little larger than they usually do this morning. Am I guessing right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, though we, we're having some good news, but I think it's it's still the markets are going to be looking at um, what's going to happen in this next quarter, what companies feel are going to happen in this next quarter. We have the likes today of American Express reported. Um mm-hmm. They came in six cents ahead of, of estimates, revenue top forecast as well. Um, they raised their full-year forecast. Uh, they say people are still spending money, still pulling out that credit card and charging away, um, which is which means that they haven't maxed them out yet, uh, which means that we, we haven't hit that, that tipping point yet as well when it comes to what we can expect from the Fed. Um, now, they increased the amount of their, their reserves for potential defaults. And I think that's probably what's impacting them this morning because they're trading down almost 5% before the market opens up. 
yeah, on on good news. So uh, I, I think that they, they they haven't made that adjustment yet. They announced that they're going to have to make that adjustment before the end of the year. And I think that's going to weigh probably on next quarter's earnings. I was kind of wondering why they were down, because based upon what you were saying, uh, you know, my running up my frequent flyer miles trying to make sure I could afford to travel was probably a contributor to them having a pretty good quarter. So yeah. why are they <laughs> off? Okay. <laughs> we had Verizon reported. We had AT&T, I think, yesterday. Verizon today. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat by three cents a share. Revenue also better than expected. Um, they did have a few uh, flies in the ointment there in terms of they reported smaller number of postpaid net phones than was expected. Um, and um, they knew that that would probably anticipate that because they raised prices on that uh, postpaid uh, subscription stuff. So, but they're trading down almost 5% as well uh, this morning. And they are getting really close to their 52 week low, like, like Ouch. 20 cents. That's what they get for advertising a new pre, a, a new prepaid service. Yeah, yeah. and then the last <laughs> one I have. I'm, I'm sorry. I was going to say they just rolled out a brand new private branded prepaid service, saying, "Hey, it's Verizon, but it's cheaper than Verizon, and Verizon yeah. owns us." Well, yeah. I'm sorry. Then, then your bill for service plans go down. What? Where? Where does that not make sense? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So the last one I have for you is a, is kind of a household name, been here forever. And obviously, they've changed ownership throughout the year. But Whirlpool reported, um, yeah, and they, uh, you know, this last uh, quarter revenue and profits came in below what was forecasted. Um, they gave a weaker than expected outlook. They're seeing softer demand and uh, reduced production as well because of reduced demand. So they're. Uh, they're really taking it across the board. They're down almost 5% this morning. Ouch. Did they say anything about supply chain still contributing? They did not. I did not see anything in the report about supply chain for a change. Okay. Kind of curious. Resetting the table here. It was an off day yesterday, but not a really exciting off day at the close, although the decline during the day was no fun whatsoever. 45 minutes before the real money gets thrown around, Philip, what's happening this morning? You know, it's not going to be a pretty open this morning. I mean, not drastic, but still, uh, we're talking about the Dow being down eight tenths of a percent, the S and P five hundred down a little over eight tenths of a percent, and the Nasdaq one hundred really trying to set the pace down one point three percent this morning. So, um, and because of all that, the the S and P five hundred VIX is is up about one and a quarter percent this morning. And then on the other side of the coin, commodities are all red this morning. We got silver taking a big hit this morning, down 2.3%. Gold down six-tenths, as well as crude oil down a little over six-tenths of a percent to $83.95 a barrel right now. This backhanded good news, the price of oil going down anyway. Overseas markets mixed bag on the Asian rim this morning. Most of the indexes were down about a third of a percent or so. Over in Europe, they're really falling this morning. I got Germany down a percent and a half. France down almost 2%. Great Britain down by a full percent. They're watching us and saying this crud isn't over yet. Somebody want to figure out why they uh, can't make money unless they buy the VIX. That probably means they need help setting out their retirement plans. How do I find you to sort those plans through with me? Dave, you know, risk is one of the main reasons we develop a core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. 
And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again Monday morning to see what happened to your money over the weekend. Philip, thank you so much. You have a blessed weekend. We both Gators and Seminoles fans get the weekend off. I guess we're just going to have to watch golf, huh? All right, man. Yeah, y'all have a great weekend, and I will talk to you on Monday. Be well, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Folks, I want to thank you for joining us today. Have a great weekend, and I hope you'll join me again Monday, same time, same place. Until then, see you later.